Welcome to the Millennial Homemakers 12 Days of Christmas Extravaganza. We're your resource for all things Holly, Jolly, Merry, and Bright. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. On the 11th day of Christmas, the Millennial Homemakers give to you Christmas breakfast recipes. I cannot believe that tomorrow is our last day. Say it ain't so. I'm not ready to stop yet. We've had way too much fun with this. I know. I'm so sad. And before we dive into our different recipes, I just wanted to give a quick plug. As many of you know, I am a small business owner and I have a jewelry company called Fraser Lynn based in my home studio. <laughs> I was going to say based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but it's actually on Signal Mountain in my uh, home studio where I'm recording right now. And I have a special going on and you don't have to have any sort of code, but if you go to FraserLynn.com, I just released a ton of new styles last night by the time this goes live and it's ready for shopping. And if you order by next Wednesday, which is the 20th. And this is 2017, in case anyone doesn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> in case you're listening, listening to this, this later. Later. Like, but if yeah. you're here by noontime on the 20th, then I can get it to you in time for Christmas. And every single purchase comes with a little a jewelry bag and a jewelry cleaning cloth. So it's packaged really cute and you really don't have to wrap it that much. If You, you don't even have to wrap it at all if you don't want to. And as someone who owns like more Fraser Lynn jewelry than any other jewelry at this point, you want to get on this deal buy it the bag is adorable the cleaning cloth is not only functional but it's like the cutest cleaning cloth you will ever see it's got this great um, image i think rachel what's her last name rachel tenney i had an artist specialty design the print for it has like magnolias and strawberries and anyway thank you jackie that's so sweet i'm just really excited about it and i'm really excited to finally have my new styles up it's been awful getting there. So anyway, just wanted to do a quick promo since <laughs> since we have you guys here right now, we might as well make Jacqueline some money. Exactly. And okay, so speaking of captive audiences, <laughs> this leads us great into our topic today because my number one rule, and I learned this in sorority recruitment, and Jackie, I think you probably learned this around the same time too, is that if Except you have- we weren't allowed to feed people. Yeah, but you could feed like the chapter. Oh yeah, we had to, obviously. <laughs> is that if you have a captive audience, the number one thing to do is feed them. Have food available, like a grazing station at least. At least tea and cookies. Like feed the people, okay? People Otherwise get, they riot. And they get hangry and your blood sugar goes low. So this is true for Christmas morning as well. And a lot of times people get together in the mornings on Christmas Day to open presents to Together. That's a like age old tradition. Yeah. And Christmas breakfast is one of my absolutely favorite breakfasts of the year, just because you can splurge a little bit and you can go a little overboard and make it magical. Yes. And we're not kids anymore, but I will say if I'm hungry, I'm just going to rush through opening the presents and like look at them later. You know what I mean? Like if I'm hungry, I want to eat. So if you have food available for when people are opening gifts, then you kind of slow the process down and enjoy it. If you read the nativity story from the Bible in the morning, but you don't want someone's stomach growling while you're reading scripture. So have food available. 
Anyway. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Okay, so Jackie, you can start. What is your first recipe? So my first recipe is kind of inspired by one of your Crock-Pot recipes earlier this series. You had a fantastic eggnog bread pudding recipe. I made it this week. Raved reviews. Everyone loved it. And so my first Christmas morning breakfast recipe is very similar. It's an eggnog French toast. Oh, that sounds delicious. Um, So it's very similar, except you don't put it in the crock pot or chop up the bread. But it's eggnog, eggs, nutmeg, rum extract, and French bread. But you can also probably use the exact same recipe from the crock pot bread pudding and just dip the bread in that because you're going to dip the bread in that mixture and then cook it like you do any other French toast. It's that really easy. really good. I like eggnog because it just adds that holiday spice without like hardly any effort. But I will say that this year, maybe it has like in the past years gone by, I didn't start drinking eggnog until I got married to Jordan or I started, you know, was with Jordan before we got married, but um, because he loved it so much, but I never drank it growing up probably because it was too caloric. So my mom kept it in the (laughs) house, (laughs) but, but it like expires kind of, you know, like quick. So that's a good thing to like repurpose it. If you had it like Christmas Eve, you know, it doesn't have a long shelf life. It's like the same as milk. And I thought it was like more like, you know, heavy cream shelf lifetime. That's what I thought too. Cause I didn't drink, well, I still don't really drink eggnog. I've decided this year that I like eggnog in things, but I don't like to drink it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like to drink it. Cause I was tasting it when I was making that bread pudding. Cause I was like, maybe I'll like it this year. Still don't. But to me, it tastes like a mixture of like bubblegum flavor and cinnamon. Yeah, it does kind of have a weird bubblegum consistency about it. I don't know why. Yeah. So, but I really like it with the bread. Like, and I think the bread like soaks up that and it doesn't have that. It's not as thick um, because it's like cooked in. So what is your first recipe? So my first recipe, I'm looking at the one that I picked up on Pinterest, but I think mine is a little bit different than this, but okay. Is monkey bread. Now every single Christmas morning for since like as long as I can remember, my mom would make monkey bread and she would make hers in a bunt pan. Mm -hmm. But I will say like almost every year up until a few years ago, it like the outside was always kind of burnt. (laughs) And the inside because like in order for the inside to get cooked all the way, we just cooked it too long or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. So it would burn. I don't know. So but I think my mom kind of mastered it by now. And I think she slowed down the cooking time. I'll get back to you on that. So (laughs) okay, so all you need is you buy pre made tin can of cinnamon rolls. Those are the best cinnamon rolls too, guys. Yeah, you need two of them and you cut them up and then you need brown sugar and cinnamon and then one and a half sticks of butter and then a half a cup of chopped nuts. I'm pretty sure we use walnuts, but you could use pecans too. Maybe we use pecans. You can make this in the crock pot or in a butt pan, so... So you preheat your oven to 350 and you cut up all the little cinnamon rolls into like fours. Okay. And they're like called like grands. Yes. Uh, cinnamon rolls. Grands or whatever. Yeah. 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 I think my mom uh, tosses the, she tosses the biscuits with the sugar and the cinnamon. Okay. And then she pours the butter mixture over that. Okay. So that way the biscuits get all of that cinnamon flavor. Yeah, yeah. And then she pours the butter over that. You bake it for about 30 to 35 minutes and you can make it go longer because you don't want it to be doughy. But the bun pan makes it have a very nice shape to it. Okay. Um, I would say definitely don't cook it over an hour. Like 
Yeah, because then it would get, like, dry. Yeah, like, 35 to, like, 45. Yeah, you don't want it to get too dry. And then you use the, like, dipping sauce that comes with the biscuits. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah, Yeah, with the cinnamon rolls, and you just heat those up and you pour it over. That's so easy that you don't have to make your own, like, glaze or dipping sauce or anything. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, the glaze. So it's super easy. It's really good. We have it every year, like, most requested. Um, <laughs> Monkey ever. bread is so good. It's my favorite. Okay. And so what's your second? My next recipe? one is a candy cane crescent roll. Oh, this sounds awesome. Um, there's no peppermint involved. It's just the shape. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know candy cane, you're going to like, oh, peppermint and crescent rolls. Um, but you need two packages of Pillsbury crescent rolls, some cream cheese, an egg, some sugar, and then a can of cherry pie filling. And then for a glaze um, is powdered sugar and milk. And so you take the crescent rolls and you, you know, you separate them into the triangles and you arrange the triangles with the points inward into like a candy cane shape. And we'll post this on Pinterest because there's an article like whatever I found the blog I found it on in Pinterest has like shows you how to do that. That sounds confusing. Right. That's when like Pinterest, look at the picture, (laughs) make it match. That's what I do. And then you press the ends together just so that it's like one whole thing. And then you add you beat together a cream cheese, sugar, and egg, and you beat it until it's smooth. And then you put that mixture on the large part of the crescent roll triangles. And then you put cherry filling on top. And then you fold the rest of the crescent roll over so it kind of looks like a candy cane with some of that red and white coming through. Oh, uh-huh. And then you bake it for 15 minutes at 350. Mm-hmm. And then while that's baking, you beat together your powder or yeah, your powdered sugar and your milk. And then you just drizzle that on top, and that's your glaze. That sounds really good. I love crescent rolls and I love uh, cherry. So me too. And this looks so adorable. And like I said, we'll post it on Pinterest because it's really confusing to make that shape the first time. I would say so. <laughs> okay, so my next recipe kind of happened by mistake. Oh, those are the um, best. So this kind of happened by mistake. Be- well, not really, but like we didn't intend on loving it as much as we did. Okay. One year we had my godparents come mm-hmm. down. They were like traveling through Augusta. Okay. Go down to Florida to visit their family. And they live in North Carolina. So we're right on the way. And so they were, uh, called my mom and said, hey, we want to, g- can we come over like Christmas Eve morning? Because we're traveling. And my mm-hmm. mom said, sure, we'll have breakfast. Okay. And my godmother is gluten-free. So my mom had to figure out a, like, she went to make a breakfast casserole. And so she was, like, looking up recipes for a gluten-free one. Mm-hmm. And this is how we came up pack, uh, across this. Okay. So it's a breakfast casserole, but it has, like, a some, you know, different things in it. So it's one package of pork sausage, which pork, pork sausage makes the best casseroles and yes this is so much like, more flavor yeah way more flavor fat everything you love one medium red bell pepper one medium onion three cups frozen ha- frozen hash browns which you just buy like in the freezer aisle mm-hmm. uh two cups shredded cheddar cheese a third of a cup of bisquick gluten-free mix and we like tried it with like the gluten mix and the gluten-free mix tastes way better so i don't know that is Isn't that really weird? Interesting. <laughs> I guess it's just maybe the combination of like flavors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we just like always buy the gluten-free mix for this recipe. Two cups of milk, a fourth a teaspoon of pepper, and six eggs. You know, you cook the sausage. You uh, also saute the bell pepper and the onion once the sausage is cooked. Mm-hmm. And then you, str- you know, make sure that you strain the fat from that. You can cook the veggies in the fat, a little bit of it, but 
try to strain it. Mm -hmm. And then you mix the sauce, you know, let the sausage and the peppers and the onions kind of cool a little bit. Because if they're too hot, then it'll start cooking the egg. Like as soon as you put it in and that's not good. So then you mix the potatoes and the sausage mixture once that's cooled with the cheese. Mm -hmm. And then in a medium bowl, you put the bisquick together with the milk and the pepper and the eggs until it's blended because you don't want to put the dry bisquick in with you have all the chunky stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you pour it over the sausage mixture in the dish and you know, just, you don't have to wait that long for the meat to cool down, but you just don't want it to be piping hot. And then you bake eggs will get dry. Yeah. It like, it, yeah, it, it starts cooking the eggs more, you know? So then you bake that for 30 to 35 minutes. And it's really good. And my mom served this with half of a grapefruit. Okay. And I thought that was like the perfect fresh side, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you can get your little grapefruit knife and grapefruits are just great. And it's good because they're like portioned, you know? Yeah. So you don't worry about like eating too much or like not having enough for everybody. Exactly. You can count them for mm-hmm. everyone else. And it's just kind of fun. So that's my Christmas casserole. <laughs> that's I also have a Christmas casserole oh. um, for my next one. It's just full of gluten because okay. <laughs> I think every one of my uh, recipes had bread in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really like bread, guys. I can't help it. It's, I guess, more of a traditional breakfast casserole. And it's seven eggs, some milk, a package of the Pillsbury flaky biscuit dough, and then you cut that into one and a half inch pieces, Um, some shredded cheddar cheese, some green onions, and then of course, cooked bacon slices. And I always crumble mine because then you get a piece of bacon in like every bite. uh Um, So you beat the eggs and milk together, and then you add in all the other stuff, pour it into a dish, and you bake it 350 for 25 to 30 minutes. So easy, so delicious. You've got biscuits, eggs, cheese, bacon. What else do you need in life? Yeah, that does sound really good. So if you want, you can have the gluten one or the gluten free. And I will say with breakfast, like I can't ever cook like the uh, crescent rolls. Is that what you use? These I just use like they have not the crescent rolls, but the biscuits. Like the just don't get the buttery ones because I don't like the – well, I mean, okay. you can. But the buttery ones, I think, overpower it. Did you use that as a crust? No, you actually just mix it in. So it's like little – because you put, put them in smaller pieces. See, and so mine there's like always, chunks of it. It doesn't, does, it doesn't come out doughy. Mine usually does not. Because I always I, have, I have had them before. Yeah. Like I don't know how to use – I'm not good at using them as like a crust or uh-huh. – Unless you're making like, you know, like you're baking, it's like you just put a filling in. But I'm not good at right. making them until like I had very many Pinterest fails with that. And <laughs> this one, because you cut them into such small pieces, yeah, that's it doesn't true. have to, you know, cook as and long because it's not a big old chunk. The main one I'm thinking of is I use them as like a topping for like a pot pie type thing. I tried that. Bad. It was dope. <laughs> and then I've also used them as in like chicken and dumplings instead of dumplings. Yeah, no. Not the same thing, guys. Yeah, not the same thing. It hasn't really worked out for me. Okay, well, no. good to know. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other recipes? Um, No, I just kind of have some thoughts because those are really the only two that we like do every year. Did you give all yours? Yes. Okay. Yeah, those are the only two that we do every year and they were they're just like the go-tos you know like I literally don't eat anything else for Christmas but Jordan's aunt well my aunt too she is having everyone over for Christmas brunch 
okay. um, this okay. year. And we were talking kind of about the menu. And there's a lot of people coming to town for, mm-hmm. like, we're going to have a bigger than usual crowd. And so she's going to set up, like, maybe, like, a waffle bar oh, and, like, different, fun. like, a grit station. I don't know if she's for sure doing this, but we just talked about it. I um, like the idea of it, at least. Yeah. So I And I like that idea, too. So that would be a good idea if you have a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, you can eat as you go and just make your own. You just have all the ingredients out. So that was a really good idea. And then another thing that I kind of thought of when we were doing our beverages is for Christmas morning, if you want to make your cock, you know, you're like mimosa more mm-hmm. festive than just buy some cranberry juice and add that in. And you could do Absolutely. it with orange or like alone. Right. So that or was, like, like that Bellini recipe that I shared right. a couple days yeah. ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could, you know, so kind of like substitute more festive ingredients. Traditional items. Yeah, for traditional items and just have a lot of fun. Because as we said in the beginning, just, you know, when we're kids, Christmas morning is so magical because you don't know what's under the tree. You don't know what Santa got you. And now like Drew and I share an Amazon account. I get notified (laughs) when something gets delivered. I know every single thing I'm getting. And so like opening the presents isn't as magical. So make breakfast a little more special so that it still means something. I love that. That's such a good point because I love Christmas. Christmas every year with family and last year Jordan and I we just kind of spent the morning together and, and it was our first to do it yeah it was our first married Christmas and we left the gift wrap around the house so that the cat could play with it after we opened <laughs> presents it was just really sweet so um, <laughs> we just found Christmas wrapping paper from last year under our <laughs> couch from the dogs oh my gosh oh my gosh that's crazy that's nuts okay cool well tune in tomorrow y'all we're gonna share Not our some Monday Oh, tune in Monday, and Jackie and I are going to share some Christmas traditions. Can't believe Monday is the last day of our series, but if you've enjoyed this and you've learned things, make sure to give us a review on iTunes or whatever you listen to us so that other millennial homemakers can find us. And you can follow us offline at, or I guess online, but off air (laughs) at the Millennial Homemakers on Instagram. We also have a Millennial Homemakers Facebook group. So it's just the Millennial Homemakers and it's a closed group plus and we'll go ahead and accept you so you can join in the fun conversation with other Millennial Homemakers. And I'm sure people will share their favorite Christmas morning recipes there. Yes, absolutely. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Talk to you guys Monday. Bye.